Welcome into another edition of This Week in UNC Baseball with head coach Scott Forbes. I'm Tommy Ashley. That's Matt Clements. And of course, the man in the middle, Coach Forbes. a series win in South Bend. Coach, just a general question. It, it seems like you experienced some of the best of the best with Bovair's performance, and, and you got the series win, and then Jake Knapp really struggled, um, and, and Max Carlson really struggled. Just sort of talk about that aspect of this deal. Very good series win. That's number one. Yeah, no doubt. Um you know, we, we feel like we might have found something with Carlson mechanically. We've been really zeroing in on that, trying to figure out, you know, why his fastball's been getting hit so hard. And him and Coach Gaines spent a lot of time, you know, in the hotel room. I spent a lot of time just trying to figure that part out. But they'll figure, you know, they'll, but together they feel like they'll make some of those improvements. And they did, you know, Notre Dame, the heart of their order, those older guys in putts, Prasner, Coates, if you don't make a pitch, they make you pay. And that's what happened with Knapp and Carlson. Um, Manap had been really good for us, obviously, on those game threes. And again, you know, just the big inning, um, the two home runs or three home runs he gave up. I thought he had good stuff. Um, and I thought the ball was jumping out of Carlson's hand. But it was one of those situations where Bo Bear could locate two off-speed pitches and neutralize the, that power when those two guys couldn't. Um, and they were able to, to time up the fastball a little bit. But I thought they both had good fastballs. They just got hit, to be honest with you. The, you mentioned the off-speed pitch there. And, and Bovair's performance, I mean, that's as good as it's been, at least from the outside looking in for, for you guys this year from a starting pitcher. Um, you stayed with him. You know, he got through the fifth. He got through the sixth. You, you stayed with him. What was the thought there? And then can you sort of talk about that off-speed pitch and how it really does neutralize, especially the college bats? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at – everybody loves to, to see the radar gun and loves to see the velocity. But if you look at the starters for the most part besides schemes from LSU, and obviously Louder jumps out to me. His velocity can get up there at times to 94, 95. He's more of a pitcher still with his command. Um, you know, the fastballs is still the easiest pitch to hit for a hitter unless, you know, somebody's out there in 96, 98, but there, there aren't many of those guys, like they're back in the big leagues. So you have to be to pitch. You have to be to keep them off the fastball. You have to be to locate an off-speed pitch um, because kids are stronger. They've got the hack attacks, the machines. They're able to work hard on the velocity. Uh, and, and that's the difference makers, having guys that can give and take. And you look at a guy like AC, he's got some deception. His fastball's up to 92, but – He's able to neutralize you with the slider, and and that's where Carlson's usually on his game. He's got that nasty changeup, and he's and he's throwing ninety one, ninety four. You know that ninety one, ninety four is going to be a lot harder than that ninety one, ninety four. Uh, so I think if you're going to be a starter in the in, you know in the ACC or the SEC, you better be able to pitch because if you can't pitch, you know you're going to have to go to the bullpen. One of the real bright spots on Sunday was seeing uh, Casey Cook getting six hits on the day in the in the, uh, in the doubleheader. Can you talk about what makes him so effective as 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 a batter? 
Yeah, you know, you need production throughout your order, and you have to understand the game of baseball. Everybody rarely is going at the same time. You hope maybe late in the season if you're going to make a run, a lot of the guys are feeling it and they're hot because you need to be hot offensively. Um, but, you know, we went two and two on the week, and some of our guys that generally have carried us didn't have a great week offensively numbers-wise, but Casey Cook stepped up and had a great week. Uh, you know, Johnny had seven RBIs. Uh, so even though we didn't have our normal offensive output this week, we had some guys like Casey Cook step up for us, Patrick Alvarez, and do some things that allowed us to win the series at Notre Dame and to still have a solid week. Obviously, I would have felt a lot better if we'd have been three and one with that lead against Coastal. Um, but you're trying to win series, and we accomplished that. And uh, doubleheaders are hard. Um, you know, it's part of college baseball, obviously, with the weather and going up there. But, uh, you know, Casey had a great week for us. And he, we've always thought he was a good hitter, and he's starting to show that he's, he's a pure hitter. How concerned are you with the uh, the struggles in the ACC with Stokely, Asuna, and Frick uh, not really getting it going right now in, in conference play with the bats? You know, I don't – I wouldn't use the word concern much for me personally. You know, I keep my eyes forward and I understand that every every weekend series is a new weekend series. Yeah, the AC stats, ACC stats are the ACC stats – but you want to win series, and I'm looking at it more like, okay, we've won some series with those guys really not clicking yet in the ACC. If they get clicking, we might can mix in that sweep or we can continue to, to win series. And at the end of the day, Matt, we're just trying to get better. But those two guys, we do need them. You know, we need them to play well in the league and, and, that, and to produce for us, and I believe they will. Coach, when you look at – you mentioned winning series is, and just keeping up with the message boards on Inside Carolina and listening to folks talk. I mean, obviously you want to get the sweep, but it was kind of similar to the Virginia series for you guys earlier um, where they got the first two, you got the last one on a big win and then sort of mirrored that to uh, this weekend at Notre Dame. Is there a mindset change or is there – what's different in that third game? when the other team has won those two? You know, I wish we could figure it out. We were talking about that on the bus. I feel like in double headers, you know, I would love to know the percentages of a team that swept a double header over the last 20 years. It's got to be under 25% because they're just so hard. It's 18 innings, right? Mm -hmm. and it's hard to win both those games back to back. Um, but we talked, I mean, we talked about it before the game, like, hey, we got an opportunity right here. And unfortunately we got down there, got through well. Um, but the mindset is, you know, maybe the only thing I can think of is, you know, anytime a team wins two, um, they've won the series already, obviously. And the other team, their back's up against the wall, and they know that if they don't win this game, they're going to get swept, which can be a very powerful force. But for us, you know, I told our guys we got a chance to get that sweep. That's how we need to be playing, just like we did against Virginia. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way, but – it's just odd because double headers they're just tough. I mean, at the end of the day, both teams are out there a long time, and and that it seems like the second game the key is how do you get off to a start? We didn't get off to a good start. We were down six nothing after three. I think if we jump on them early and we have good at bats early. We we punch first and we're up three nothing. The momentum game definitely comes in from that first game. 
Looking at your pitching rotation, you know me. I ask all the pitching questions. Uh, Carlson struggled. He struggled several, and you mentioned him earlier and about what you guys are working with. Uh, Knapp's been really good. You got, you know, it's a one-off, but it's South Carolina tomorrow, I guess. Um, what's it looking like for you guys there on the mound? And then, uh, you know, in your next series down in Atlanta, a team that's not great, but like we've always talked about, the ACC, you better be, you better be ready or you're going to lose. Yeah, Georgia Tech's great at home. You just look at their history. They they don't lose much at home. They always hit. They always score. I swear, it doesn't matter what team we've had going down there. It is a barn burner every single time, and it's one of our toughest places to play. Um, the challenge this week for us, obviously, is we had those 18 innings yesterday. We didn't have those 18 innings on Saturday. Then we have a short turnaround, and we had to play South Carolina on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. <laughs> And then we got Georgia Tech Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and looking at the weather in Atlanta, we could have to play a doubleheader Friday. So we have to be strategic and as smart as we can on, you know, with tomorrow's game. And really, it's, you know, it has to be a staff day. You know, it's just one of those things with the Thursday, Friday possibility, even with the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I haven't decided on who's going to actually start the game. But basically, we're going to try to throw, you know, our seven or eight relievers, top relievers, and get them in there and get them out of there and try to match up a little bit. Um, you know, I think South Carolina is in a similar position. The only difference is they played their doubleheader. They didn't play a doubleheader. They played Thursday, Friday, Saturday straight up. So they got Sunday and money. They got two days. and then, But they have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday against LSU. So I'm sure they're going to try to pick, you know, their arms here or there. Um so I don't know who we're going to start yet. We're watching some video and trying to figure that out. But I, I would, my guess is going to be Cam Pageant or Dalton Pence. Pence has, doesn't have a start yet. And then we, we're going to leave Carlson on Thursday. Um, Bovair will pitch Friday on short rest. And Knapp will go Saturday. Let me ask a question about that South Carolina game before I kick it back to Matt. How do you balance the desire to beat South Carolina versus the desire to be ready for an ACC series in two days? I mean, you got to play to win the game, um, but you also have to make some tough decisions because, you know, like Kevin Acey is a great example. We can't throw Kevin Acey out there in the sixth inning and let him throw 60 pitches. Can't do it. You know, he's got to be ready to come out and close two games, possibly three between him and Poston against Georgia Tech. So you have to hope one or two guys step up that haven't necessarily thrown a lot when you're in that situation. That's the negative of going to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, but that's part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, both teams have the same challenges. Um, ideally we wouldn't have played 18 yesterday going into this Tuesday game, but it is what it is. And we're not going to make excuses, but I can tell you one thing, we're going to try to win the game. And uh, you know, we just have to be smart with not, taxing guys and, and just giving guys shorter stints. Coach Forbes, when you're looking at the ACC stats, it's something that just jumped out is that opponents are fielding 986 against North Carolina. How much of that comes into artificial surfaces? You know, obviously it's a small statistics, um, you know, field there, but can you talk about where yeah, the defense I mean, is Yeah, I think the, team, the teams are good, number one. Um, you know, they've all fielded well so far on the season. Uh, obviously, three games against Notre Dame are on turf. Um, one game against Pitt 
we, you know, we we didn't get that. I guess I guess we won the series. If that's what you call it. Um, you know, and the other ones are at home. Uh, but I, you know, we we hit some home runs, so we're not going to hit as many ground balls. Um, so that can have something to do with it, because catching a fly ball is easier than catching a ground ball. Uh, but to to get that fielding percentage down a little bit, we need to do a better job of pressure and defenses with two strikes and, you know, not strike out as much looking, especially sometimes it is a ball, but you got to try to move that ball and pressure the defense a little bit more. Yeah. One of the things you were talking about trying to make up some of the missing games to get to 56 on the season, it, does the Thursday through Saturday series make that more difficult to schedule those midweek games? And yeah, sort of a- it does. Yeah, it's almost impossible. I've looked at, you know, I've even looked at going on the road to play playing somebody because you want to play 56, but your days are your days. You can't miss so much class, um, you know, and you want to be locked and loaded for your weekend series. You know, I knew looking at it like this, this was going to be a tough stretch, you know, the beginning of the season for us. Colder temperatures going to Pitt, colder temperatures going to Notre Dame. Not many teams have won series at Notre Dame the last four years. They've been kind of sneaky, one of the best teams in our league, especially at their home turf. And I knew going up there would be tough and a little wear and tear on our guys. Thankfully, we have unbelievable support because um, we're not, you know, our budget doesn't allow us to charter. We have to raise the money. And we did charter to Notre Dame. So we got back a little bit earlier last night. Our guys, get the class, we can have a good workout today um, in a short turnaround and we're right back on the road. Uh, but, you know, that's part of college baseball and that's why you have to take care of your body. But getting those games in, man, I don't know how we're going to do it. We can try, but it's, it's going to be difficult. Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. It's up to you. I was going to follow up on the getting your body right and all that with Terry Joe and, and, and that crowd. Just sort of speak to how important they are, especially in these early yeah. season where you go hot to cold, you know, you mentioned that pit. That was more like an ice rink out there. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. I just got a text from Terry Joe because Grant's got hit pretty hard and, you know, could have a minor injury. He got smoked about a 93-mile-hour fastball right in the ribs yesterday. He had to come out of the game. I mean, she she's unbelievable. She's been here. We were joking. This is like the 18th Easter. We've been together like, on a staff. Um, but she gets our guys on the field, you know, and that's that's the most important thing. You want somebody that really cares about the kids, number one, but also helps your guys get on the field and, and, and fight through those injuries. There's sometimes you have to miss a game with an injury. And then Coach Gass, our strength coach, you know, he traveled with us. He's working our guys out. We're off all day on Saturday. You know, we got to have a plan, get up in the morning, and, and having that support staff. That's a great, great point, Tommy, because there are a lot of people that do things behind the scenes that help us be successful. And those two, Greg Gatz and Terry Joe, are, are two of the most important on our staff. Yeah. When you're looking at, at the, the upcoming needs with the draft and the roster that you have, what are the main things that you and the coaches are looking for for the recruiting class for the next couple seasons? You know, is it primarily, you know, looking to bring freshmen in, bring people in the transfer portal? You know, <laughs> Your, your classes change based on the draft. You know, it's too far to look ahead to the next class. I'm looking at next year's team and <clears throat> trying to figure out who's going to be back, who's not going to be back. Um, but you can, you can never have enough pitching. We need to continue to increase our pitching depth um, because that's important. That's how you win games. And obviously, middle of the order, RBI bats, if you're going to lose some of those um, <clears throat> to, you know, to produce runs. 
to get power, to hit the ball in the gaps. Um, but as far as you want to leave a, the door open for some transfers, of course. Uh, and, and we've had some success in the junior college ranks as well. But you have to count on some development too, Matt. Guys have to get better in college baseball. You have to have an, an Angel Zarate. You have to have a Brett Daniels. You have to have an Ike Freeman. You have to have a Mikey Madej because you can't do it all. I mean, you look at how hard college baseball is right now. You look at Ole Miss. You look at Texas A&M. You know, that stat that I saw out there about three teams in Oklahoma that played in the College World Series last year, you combine their records this year, they're not very good. It's just it's it's, it's hard. It's a hard balancing act, and the, and the scary part of the transfer portal is – is you're trying to strike it basically for one year and, and, and you know, what type of chemistry are you going to have? How's your locker room going to be? Um, you know, those things are a factor. You can definitely bring in some, but in North Carolina, we're not going to have the luxury of, of, of having a, a roster of just transfer portal guys. We have to continue to bring in great high school players and those guys have to work and get better for us. Last question. We're talking to head coach Scott Forbes of North Carolina Tar Heels. Scott, uh, we're reading minds here because I was going that way. Uh, how much is development on the coaching staff? How much is development on the player? It, is it a 50-50 split there or is it it's some combination of it? Yeah, you know, you like to say as a coach, you'd like to be like, oh, you know, we're, we help these – and we do. You, I, I use more of like – because I really remember being a player. And, you know, I can proudly look myself in the mirror and say I worked hard, really hard to get better. Um, so the coaching staff, in my opinion, is there for the guidance. They can teach. Uh, they can tell you, okay, here's where we are. Here's where we need to be. But I tell our players, you should, you should take pride in, in knowing that you're the reason you're great. You know, hopefully you're around coaches that care about you, that treat you well, and, you know, I can bring a kid in and say, Tommy, you know, right now, here's where we got to get. You know, you got to get stronger. You got to get a better first step, whatever it is. And then the player's got to put the work in. So, you know, percentages-wise, I, I would say a lot of it is you could say 50-50. I think coaching is very important and coaching matters. There's no doubt about that. We know that. Um, but those kids that put in the work, you know, Matt Horvath, for instance, we're not the reason Mac Horvath is where he is right now. Mac Horvath is the reason he is where he is. And I firmly believe that. And hopefully, I think the better coaches are the ones that don't screw it up. <laughs> right? They, 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 they help them in the right ways, but also know when to kind of leave them alone. Great point there. Just don't screw it up. That, that's, <laughs> that, that would be my coaching mindset, especially coaching big-time sport. That's Coach Scott Forbes, Matt Clements. I'm Tommy Ashley. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, as always. Rate, review, subscribe, and all that. Scott, we will uh, circle back next week. Good luck in Charlotte and good luck down in Atlanta. Yeah, we'll see you back at the Bosch, hopefully with a new scoreboard out there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Nice. There's not one up right now. So <laughs> you better get to work. <laughs> all right, boys, y'all have a great week and a great Easter. Yes, we appreciate it. Yep. Be right, safe. Guys. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. <laughs> 
And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.